Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 169. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the talented comic creator of Stuffed Rock Studio, Dylan Goss. Hey, thanks for having me. Dylan, oh, yeah, great welcome to be here. back. Yeah, see, we were just saying before we went live that I am your first, second time uh, interviewer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that, that's uh, that's a milestone. Yeah, see, right there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exciting because last time you were on, you were talking about Mara. You're, you're you're talking about that, and you said, you know, hey, someday we're gonna be having a Kickstarter for issue number one, and I'm happy to say that someday is in a few days. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. So. So congratulations on on getting your Kickstarter. This is a this is your this is your first Kickstarter. This is yeah. your and you're doing Mara issue number one, which is already already done, correct? Yeah, it's uh, it's finished drawing. We just need to get it to the printers. Right, and so you had, and so just for folks that 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 might uh, that are interested in checking out um, episode 127 which I will I will do this and I'll do this in post it'll, it'll be um, right up here you can click on this link right up here and see uh, episode 127 where where Dylan and I first sat down and talked about Mara issue number one but for those that uh, want to see the the back of the book summary of Mara do you want to kind of give people a bit of uh, uh, just kind of like the, the story so far on what Mara is? Sure, sure. Uh, Mara issue one specifically starts off with our um, their title character in, she's just a regular kid at the time. Now, mm-hmm. um, her, her life is effectively turned upside down by a neighboring tribe invading because her tribe had the only river around. Water is a precious resource, uh, but this was kind of unknown to her because she's a little kid. You know, there's mm-hmm. a, a lot about the world she doesn't understand yet. And what she does understand is that um, these people have invaded and they are not taking prisoners. They mm-hmm. are butchering her tribe. Now, her tribe has a guardian wolf spirit pictured on the cover here above her. Uh it used to be that they would have a trial to determine the wolf champion. And they haven't had that in a long time, so they don't have a champion. So he's bound by those rules, and he can't just come down and help until there's a worthy champion or the most worthy person of the tribe. So he had to wait and watch his tribe get destroyed until there was only one left. Hmm. And by default, she was the most worthy in the tribe and received his power and was able to fight back. And when did you start this series? Uh, the first page went public on April 8th of last year. Wow. Okay. And and right now it's, and you did it through, so people can read the issues now, the, read the, 
read the story so far online at uh, yeah. maracomic.com, correct? Right. Uh, it's um, it's a web quality image because the, I mean, if I uploaded the proofs that the artist gave, it, it'd take forever to load the page, right? Those, <laughs> those are 15 plus megabytes. You don't want to be loading that every page. Um, but, you know, I wanted to make it accessible to everyone. Right. Mm. And uh, digital distribution certainly helps with that. But there are some people who are just never going to be able to pay for the comic. Right. Or right. on the other hand, you have people who are really into indie comics and there's just so much out there. You know, uh, you can't uh, you can't buy every indie comic. Mm. So I'm hoping that uh, those people will see it for free and get invested and uh you know, I'm not a marketing genius. That was just that was just my thought on the matter. Right. So, did you when you when you put this together though that you 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 created this as with the expectation to make it it put it in print eventually, correct? Right, right. It took us a while to get there, but um, we're we're going for it now. And uh, yeah, we have we have some other cool stuff we want to. Uh, want to give people like rosie and i uh rosie is the illustrator if you haven't seen the previous interview uh, rosie and i sat down and we brainstormed some cool rewards and uh she designed some of them and we got a we got a guest artist to design some others and uh, the guest artist has actually joined the team as the new letterer oh that's nice. that's a very okay. that's a very recent development uh i haven't okay. even updated the site on that yet but uh yeah that's cool. We're uh, we're happy to welcome Mercury full time. Mm. And so, so really excited. So this is the uh, the first time that people are going to be able to see what you're looking at for the Kickstarter. Do you want to kind of go over a bit of what your what 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 the pledge levels are going to look like? Yeah, um, the the basic uh, first tier pledge level is digital only. It'll be okay. the higher quality PDFs than you have on the site, and mm -hmm. it'll be in all four languages. So, for five bucks, you get you get all of them. Um, mm -hmm. And if we hit our uh, our stretch goal, everybody, in, including the the first tier pledgers, will also receive chapter two in PDF form. Wow! With no really? additional cost. Yeah, yeah. Wow! So that's basically issue number two. Yeah, we're still working on issue two. Um, right. It's it's a it's a significantly longer one. Uh, issue mm -hmm. one is uh, basically a uh, a prologue in comparison. Uh, it it follows a different format than we used moving forward uh, because originally we were going to do twenty issues total, and they were all going to be a similar length, you know. Mm. But uh, we decided starting with chapter two uh, because this is our first time doing this you know right uh we don't we don't have we don't have all the answers from the start <laughs> and uh we, we decided to tighten up the storytelling and make each issue longer right. so uh when uh when issue two does drop we're looking at a 70 page uh comic for you so wow okay yeah yeah, and you can you can see the progress every every Thursday we upload a new page, right? Uh, yeah. Not everybody wants to read it like that, which is fine. I mean, you you want to read the whole thing at once, and you want to read it in higher quality. Just wait for the PDF. 
um, no judgment there. I don't, I don't watch an episode every week on Netflix. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I power through a whole season. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have, and so you had, then you have your $10, $10 pledge, which is the, um, which is the book itself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has the, the book and it also comes with the PDF because, you know, um, I, uh, I found that when I when I backed other comics, I didn't always want to wait for it to get here in the mail, you know, mm -hmm. and because the uh, the PDF is just it has to be ready first. Literally, you right. send it to the printer. Now, of course, you send a different version to the printer, but the comic has to be done right. before it goes to the printer. So might as well get it to the get it to the backers. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I uh, I did I did similar things when I when I backed uh, Blood and Bullets when I backed um, Glenn and Monsterland. Glenn and Monsterland is uh, I mean I've I have a great relationship with these with those creators. You know we uh, we did a brief crossover with Mara and um, we have we have a few mutual fans who are like Hey, you're gonna you're gonna do a longer crossover? You know that little. A little two-panel comic is funny, but uh, I want a real crossover. And right. so Kevin, the the, um, the writer for Glenn, and I were like, "Well, you know, it's it's not off the table, but we're kind of got our hands full at the moment." Right. <laughs> and this is great because then if you you you, you do the math itself, because it's a ten dollars, so because the PDF itself in all languages is. So when you have it as in, in all languages, English, Spanish, Portuguese, and traditional Chinese, are those four separate PDFs yes. then? Four wow. separate okay. PDFs. Wow. So you're looking at the fact that you're getting four PDFs for $5. So that's a little bit over. That's like $1.25 per comic. Yeah. I, um, you know... Part of it was I didn't want to do the accounting for, mm. do you want the PDF in Portuguese? Do you want the PDF in English? Right. Because someone's going to cl click the wrong one and then be like, hey, right. you know, I got it in Chinese, but I really want it in English. Can you fix that for me? And then I have to go through and fix that. And I didn't want to do that. You know? <laughs> right. But that's an amazing deal. And then plus, if you think about it, then for $10, you get the physical copy plus four PDFs. So, um, yeah, that's, I, that, that's probably, that might be one of the best deals. It's, it, and if we hit the stretch goal, you're actually getting eight PDF. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then you have for, for $20 then you get, so basically for, for 10 extra dollars, you're getting two collectible postcards and three stickers. Yeah, so, if you if you wow. scroll down further, it, we actually have some preview images of those things. Um, yeah, uh, Mercury designed one of the stickers, and uh, Lois Liao designed uh, two more of the stickers. Oh, nice! And, uh, yeah, yeah, the they're they're very nice. Uh, we actually have some higher uh, higher res previews of all of those things. Mm. Uh, I I wanted to lay out the uh, the pledges like this because. You know, there are a lot of comic Kickstarters I go to, and I genuinely don't understand what they offer in their project. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I really want to back this comic looks really cool, 
but what are you selling me? I, I <laughs> genuinely don't understand. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it as clear as I possibly can. And right. if you if you look at these images I've put up and you don't understand it, you know what? Just shoot me a question because right. I thought I did the best I could, but maybe I didn't, right? right. So and shoot me a question. I will be happy to explain to you in detail what you're getting. Right. Yeah, those are beautiful stickers too. That we're we're looking at the one with the uh, yeah with the with the uh, wolf. Yeah, that's the... that's been popular on Twitter. Uh, that was yeah. uh, that was Mercury's. Um, that that was Mercury's big. I, I I would say that that was her big contribution. You know, she also did the two postcards, and the two postcards are great, right? right. But that sticker image was also, and we also ended up using that on the uh, back cover art because it was just too good, you know. Right. Yeah, that is. And then for $30, talk to us a bit about $30. So the besides everything else in the previous tier, you also get the, the piece of swag I am most excited about. It's the <laughs> Axe keychain. You get Mara's Axe on an acrylic keychain. Uh, this, um, this was not something that I had in mind at the start. This was something that Rosie pitched. And, um, you know, it was, how, how do you, how do you say no to that? All right. right. That's so a if, good. Yeah. If nobody else gets that, I'm getting that. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then you get for $40, then you get also everything you said previous plus a limited edition variant cover. Right. The variant cover is um, it's going to be limited print and it is foil. Wow. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And where did you get where did you kind of get the idea for that to make it a foil cover? Uh, I looked at what other people were doing, honestly. Mm. Um, I'm in a I'm in a few uh, uh, comic discord groups servers. I mean, and uh you know, I see what other people are doing for theirs, and uh, the foil ones—the foil ones look real good sometimes. Sometimes, mm. sometimes they don't look so great. But right. um, when uh, when Rosie designed this variant cover, I immediately saw, yeah, this is something that I think is going to look really good in foil. Um, right. We looked at a few other options as well. Uh, some. Some people are actually doing uh, metallic covers, and I thought I thought that was just a synonym for foil covers, but no, it is <laughs> it is actually metal. And uh, like, well, that's uh, that's gonna hurt in shipping. So let me, <laughs> let me not. Well, and plus the things that you have here, like with the acrylic keychain, the stickers, the postcards, all of this can be pretty much put in a flat envelope too. That makes it easier for shipping. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm not going to do a flat envelope or like the media mailer. Um, mm. I've seen other people on Twitter have received comics and been like, man, this thing got all dog-eared in the mail. I'm like, well, all right. yeah. And I, I talked to a few other creators. The, uh, the guy who's doing Infinitales said to me that uh, he packs all of his comics and merchandise as though it's being delivered by Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
And what do you have here for the, you know, for the, the big one here? Your, your, yeah, the, your, the, the big, big one, one the art lover. Rosie is going to do a custom sketch for that. Um, oh. Yeah. She, she laid out some specific rules to make this all go more smoothly. She's only doing a limited number, uh, mm. maximum five. So wow. uh, okay. yeah, uh, it's like up to three original characters. Um, she did, it's no, uh, no mechs or heavy armor. Um, yeah, she is a, she, she's, she's more of a traditional sword and sorcery, uh, fantasy artist. So mm. mechs and heavy armor, are going to be more difficult for her. Um, no, uh, no, um, not safe for work stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't feel like the rules are that restrictive. I, I feel like the only one people are really going to get hung up on is the no mech or heavy armor. But, uh, if you're looking into this sort of fantasy comic, m maybe you're okay with not getting mechs. Right, <laughs> and that's and that's a great deal because then if you you know you do the math you're getting a, a you're you're then getting a unique piece of artwork for sixty dollars because everything else is also part of the forty dollar range. Wow, that's awesome! And what is this? What we're looking at a little. You're, lo you're looking at a, a model of Mara. Uh, yeah, our our add-ons. You know, of course, people can get extra copies of the comic, but um, right. The this is if you have a 3D printer, you know, we can get you the STL. You can print it yourself. If you don't have a 3D printer, that's fine. Uh, I I talked to uh, I, I talked to a a printer who will ship you one already huh. printed. Um, this is a sample painted up by, uh, an artist that I reached out to, um, because I didn't really, it, I, I was talking before, uh, we started about how I, I don't have time to paint because of my kid. <laughs> well, um, I am going to make some time to paint because I'm going to do a maximum of five hand painted ones for wow. this uh for this campaign so if you would if you would like to have it hand painted that will be available and that'll be a hundred dollars for a hand painted one wow um, that, yeah that, that is gorgeous now that's uh that is that's actually not my work but um i've uh i i will be posting a picture of uh, the first one when it's done Mm. um and we're we're getting there we're getting right. there uh it's just you know gotta gotta engineer time when they're napping right i'm getting better <laughs> at it <laughs> no did you was this also something that was rosie came up with this idea or was this your idea to make a, a miniature the, this was this was my idea uh i'm in i'm in some uh miniature painting groups uh, because you know, it's it's a natural extension from being involved with uh, tabletop RPGs, Dungeons and Dragons, um, and uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the YouTubers I watched was talking about the process of going about making your own custom mini. And at the time, I wasn't gearing up for a Kickstarter. I just kind of kept it under my hat, and 
Mm. And I was gearing up for it. And, you know, Mara is pretty popular with the D&D community. So it seemed like a natural, uh, it, it seemed like a natural extension of that to offer her as a mini. And actually one of our stretch goals is to get her, uh, her spirit guardian, Amaru, as a model as well. So I got to ask you from the, from the Dungeons and Dragons perspective, what's, what's Mara's stats anyway? Mara is a totem barbarian. Uh, yeah, she has. And so a lot of people tend to glaze over this, but you can, you can mix your animals when you have a totem barbarian. And so she is mm-hmm. wolf and bear. Okay. What's her, what's her dump stat? Does she have a dump stat? Oh, oh her dump stat is charisma for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got that, you, you're, you're got the keychain. you got the miniature, you got variant covers. Um, it, is there, and then looking at your, your stretch goals here. So the, uh, so what locks for the, for audio audiences for who's let me, might be listening to this, what unlocks at 3000? That's the Amaru miniature. And, uh, this is actually, uh, a larger miniature than, uh, than Mara herself. Okay. Um, I, um, when I was originally talking to Rosie about the character design, I sent her a Photoshop of a, uh, some wolf art I found next to Mara and he was, he, he was her height at the shoulder. Mm. So this is, a, this is a much larger character than she is. And it'll be a okay. significantly larger model as well. Okay. And uh, um, what's uh, Amarooks? What's um, their dump stat then? He, um, oh, you know, he probably also dumped charisma. <laughs> <laughs> He's strong boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for audio listen listeners, what would what what what's on un, what unlocks for a stretch goal for four thousand? Uh, that's when we get the issue two as the PDFs to all backers. Wow. If you if you back, you don't have to do anything else. You're getting issue two. Right. Wow. That's awesome. And we don't know what's at five thousand or six thousand, huh? That's still those will those will be revealed uh, when we unlock uh, other goals. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And then as you say, what's really cool is, and we talked about this last episode is your creative team is you also have is, is your translators. So talk to us a bit about um, the, the intention of having first and foremost, Chinese, Portuguese, and Spanish as a, as a translated um, comics for you first. So originally I didn't have the idea to uh, to have it translated, you know. Mm. Uh, it just didn't occur to me. And uh, I have a mutual buddy uh, who, um, you know, he knows uh, someone who had just graduated as a, uh, you know, he, as, as a translator. Like, that's his, you know, he's going to be a court-approved translator. And, mm. um, you know, he, he heard about the comic, through, through our mutual friend, and he said, "You know, hey, I, I'd love to, I'd love to be involved with that." Uh, our schedules didn't really line up very well, but uh, 
that uh, that planted the idea in my head. And I was like, well, you know, if uh, he can't do Spanish, then I can always find a Spanish translator, right? <laughs> and at this point, uh, when I when I was talking to Rosie about uh, having a translation, she said, you know, I'd love to be able to share this with my friends and family who don't speak English. Mm. <laughs> so, and then that happened, and I um, I posted about it in a uh, in a Facebook group for uh, indie comics creators, and uh, that's when Rogerio reached out and said, "Hey, if you need a Portuguese translator, I can do that." <laughs> so I'm I'm curious for 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 those that that might be uh, watching or listening that, that have done comics and say, "Hey, Dylan, this is a great idea. I would love to get my comic translated in Spanish or mm-hmm. or traditional Chinese." Uh, or French or whatever the language might be, what would be your advice to them? What level of logistics has to be put in place to ensure word bubble sizes and all that stuff happens? And what is, how does that work from the, from the logistics? So uh, if you want to talk about the, the minimum effort required, I I like to start there because uh, people, a lot of people do just want to do the minimum effort required, and a lot of people don't understand what that might be, right? Mm. Uh, so, at minimum, you're going to need a uh, you're going to need a spreadsheet that everybody in the team has access to. We use Google uh, because everybody uses Google on our team, so that's easier for us. Uh, and you're going to have one column for each English bubble uh, or sound effect. Now, some sound effects are not going to be translated. Uh, mm. Some of them are going to be left as is. But if you're using a language that has a different alphabet, like Chinese, then you are going to have to translate all of those. Um, if you're if you're in a if you're using a language that handles its alphabet pronunciation differently, you may have to translate your uh, your 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 sound effect. And that's going to be at the discretion of your translator. Okay. Um, so you're going to have one column for all of your English separated uh, accordingly and one column for all of the, um, the translated language, let's say Spanish, one column for all of your Spanish. And you're going to also have to have a, uh, a comment section from the uh, translator and a comment section from the writer. And uh, this is important because you need to be able to give the context. Some languages will handle uh, different forms of speech differently. Mm. And uh, some of some languages will, for instance, be gendered. And uh, we don't have a lot of that in English, but in Spanish in particular, uh, I think the overwhelming majority of nouns are gendered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have um, you do have a lot of cases where the plural is it defaults to the male uh, version, and that is considered to be the uh, gender neutral version in Spanish. Right now, so this that's why it's important to have these comments because for uh, for some forms of uh, writing 
lords can be gender neutral. Like if you're talking about uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic, uh, they didn't say Sith lords and ladies. They said Sith lords, and it was assumed to mean also the women. Right. But uh, if if you're talking about a Sith lord uh, and it's a woman, you're going to have to tell the translator, hey, this is actually a woman. Right. Because in Spanish, it will make a difference. Uh, also, it's a similar situation with, uh, for, uh, on, for my part, they, uh, they treat gods as being gender neutral. You know, you don't always specify gods and goddesses, right. but in Spanish, it would be an, uh, it would be an important distinction. Right. So things like that, uh, also certain, uh, certain things make more sense in one language than they do in another. Uh, Amaru calls uh, Mara pup a lot. That's uh, that's just how he refers to her because she's a kid and he's thousands of years old. Uh, mm. Everyone's a kid to him, right? But uh, yeah, in uh, in Spanish and Portuguese, that had to be clarified. Okay. Yeah. So, and in, in what in what way do you mean? Like it was clarified, like he had a there. There was some exposition that had to be put into that, or uh, it was it was more clarified to the translator. And it so with translations, you don't always get a word for word translation. Right. Sometimes you'll end up with a localization, and this is especially egregious in novels. If you read a novel in another language, you're effectively reading fan fiction because <laughs> it has been changed so much. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's not even the same book anymore. Uh, now, with with comics, it's not quite that significant right. because you know there's it's it's a visual storytelling medium. Right. So um, the dialogue obviously is going to be important unless you're doing a dialogue free comic. Then you then what are you doing in this conversation, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the dialogue is going to be important, but it's not going to be. The majority of your storytelling, okay. you know, the, the words on the page uh, are going to play a much smaller role. But um, you know, for uh, for Mara's case, if you were to take pup and translate it directly, it would sound more like she's a fox cub. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which you know, in that context, it doesn't make much sense. So it, you know. Uh, I had to clarify, pup is just short for puppy. And it's like, that. okay, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So things and, like that, you're going to have to clarify with your translators. Okay. And do you, I guess, so once you kind of get that in place, what was the, was the, the first one he did was Spanish, correct? The first one was Spanish, yeah. And then okay. Chinese and then, uh, and then Portuguese. Now, did you, as, as that happened, do you see it, the process easier and easier once you do yeah. it the first time? Yeah. Um, originally, uh, we didn't know what we were doing. Mm. We, um, our first attempt was a, uh, was a Word doc that everybody had access to and everybody was editing. And that, that was that, don't do it that way. <laughs> so that was and and so now that you have that there do you have any more other 
have you have you seen like some uh, the ratio of time and energy putting into that the ratio of success of of yeah. readers from different languages now? Yeah, uh, actually, about half of my Facebook followers are from Brazil. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So if, so it, you, if you want to bring your comic to another language and you don't know what language to use, use Portuguese. It'll, right. <laughs> it'll be great for you. Spanish and, is also a really good one if you live in the U.S. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm very excited oh, no, about good. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. So why, I guess what then, and then my, I guess my, my next question is, why not have the book available in choice of language then too? Well, um, it's printer costs. Printer costs are going to be the... Uh, okay. They're going to be the issue there, but you may have just guessed one of my blacked out uh, stretch goals there. Really? Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I, I do want I do want to print it in every language that we have okay. it translated in it, and um, you know, for for indie comics in particular, printing fees are going to be they're going to be a killer because the the more comics you print, the cheaper they are per copy. Right. Mm. But, um, we, uh, we often can't print huge quantities at once. Right. You know, um, I would love to be able to print a million and sell a million. That sounds great. That doesn't sound realistic to me right now. <laughs> you know, we'll see how this Kickstarter goes. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll kill it. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so so I, I so that that would be then a, the, the, a safe guess to say that that unlocks that five thousand then maybe. Huh? And is at six thousand is the mini fit? I'm I'm guessing mini figures. I'm just guessing right here. But, yeah. Well, you know, if, if it's <laughs> popular with the D and D crowd, you kind of need a whole party, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love the I love the characters on there too. And as you said, you so. Issue two, and and as you mentioned, you're going to be having, as you said, five issues. Uh, we're currently looking at ten. Oh, it ten. Origi okay. It was originally going to be twenty, but then we restructured the way we're telling the story. We didn't cut any of the story out. To be clear, it's, it's right. still the same story, but we we restructured the storytelling with bigger chapters. So, okay, it's going to be ten now. Right. Wow. That's exciting. And then, and you've also, you've also, as, as you said, you've already had a lot of this kind of plotted out anyway, the yeah. entire story as well. Yeah. Issue three is fully written. The The script right. is, is done. Um, mm -hmm. Issue four, the story is done, but it's not uh, fully in script format yet. Right. And that's, and how much I'm, I'm kind of curious too, as you mentioned with like, with that, the change with the, with the little one now, the four month old, how much, for those that are listening who say, Hey, you know, Dylan, I got, I work, but where am I finding the time for this? Do you, do you have any, what would be your advice for you're the perfect person to give advice for this is that you're still producing things and you have two kids, one of them being a four month old. What's your advice for balancing out the creative process versus the, uh, the responsibilities of, you know, being a, productive human, I guess. <laughs> uh, certain things you 
have to do at a specific time. If you if you have a job, you know you you have to do that at a specific time. Right. Uh, if you if you work from home like I do, uh, that cuts off your commute. Uh, I've been working for ho- from home for a few years you know, before the pandemic hit, uh, so it really didn't change anything for me when the pandemic hit. But um, you know, I still have to I still have to be there. I'm on I'm on Slack every uh, every weekday, and uh, you know, a lot of the time if I'm uh, if I'm developing, I just have to do that, right? And I'm a software right. developer. Um, if I'm developing, I just have to do that. And if the kids come around, well, you can sit on my lap. Just don't hit my keyboard. I, I fight with the oldest constantly about that. It's like, if it's on daddy's desk, you leave it alone. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not winning that battle. <laughs> but, you know, just uh, you, you, you just power through the work you actually have to do. And then the kids, mm. the kids are sporadic, you know. Yeah, they have meal times. Yeah, they have nap right. times. But the times that they need your input, it's, it's not going to be the same all the time. Right. So you uh, you eventually get into a I wouldn't call it a routine, but a sense of when you have time and when you don't. Right. Um, now, that's that's going to be different for everybody's kids. You know, some kids are more independent than others. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, your kid specifically is going to leave <laughs> you alone between four and five. p.m. No, that's, <laughs> that's an unrealistic expectation. But uh, you you are going to have time when your kids are napping. You are going to have time. You know they're gonna they're gonna go to bed before you, um, and they are going to want to play on their own. Now I don't recommend putting on headphones when they go to play on their own. You do need to be aware of them. But uh, you, the, these small bursts of time you have to make use of. And right. as parents, sometimes we just want to be like, ah, I'm going to sit on the sofa. I'm just going to veg out for a bit. But these veg out times are when you really have to, you know, get to it. Because who knows when you're going to get another, uh, another opportunity. You don't know when you're going to get, your kids don't know when you're going to get another opportunity. They they don't know when they want you until they do. (laughs) It's true. So every, little bit of free time that you can squeeze out that's when you have to get your your hobbies your side stuff done you know uh and yeah some of that time is going to be filled with chores you know we uh we squeeze out when we can do dishes when we can take out the trash and your schedule is going to be tight you you are you are going to lose some sleep and you have to be okay with that yeah it's true. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I gotta say, I'm really excited to be watching your, your, your Kickstarter. So it goes live. Um, as of this recording, we are, it'll be May 30th, correct? 12 PM Eastern time. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so people have a, so please go ahead folks is, you know, definitely hit the, uh, the follow button on this, um, you know, to, to look forward to it as it shows up. 
um, you know, make sure you get notified about it on launch when it happens. You already got 90 followers on this already, Dylan. That's amazing being your first Kickstarter. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I've been, uh, I've been reaching out as much as I can, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to, to followers, to, uh, to shows like yours. And, um, I'm not, I'm not the biggest, uh, platform, you know? But uh, I'm I'm doing my best to get out there as much as I can. And yeah. uh, while I don't have the hugest fan base, I, I think Mara does have a bit of a cult following. Uh, you know, it's a it's a very specific niche, right? Mm. There aren't a whole lot of little kids with big axes. And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's a monster hunter or a, or an anime type trope. But right. um, the people who like it really like it. Right. And the people who don't are like, eh, maybe not. Right. But I'm okay with that. I, yeah. um, I don't know that you can make a comic that appeals to literally every single person. And you wouldn't want to either. That would be the most middle of the road thing, literally, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, this is exciting. And, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to to watch as this grows and it's, as you say, it's launching May 30th in yeah. 2022 and it'll go for a month. So people have all of May to um, back it and check it out. And as I say, you get 90 followers on that so far. That's amazing. So looking forward to following this along Dylan. And, and that means you're just going to have to come back on again to yep. promote issue number two. So yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I see some other, um, some other Kickstarters that, uh, that I do follow other creators. I follow in the, uh, in the comics and the board game, uh, industries. Yeah, I, I do back board games because now let me let you in on a little secret. I don't play a lot of board games, but I will paint the miniatures that came with the board games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see them launching a second Kickstarter before they fulfilled the first one. Right. And uh, I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy because I don't like that guy. Right. I don't like that guy at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there like, you're, you're asking me to back another one. You didn't send me my stuff yet. Right. So right. we're, we're not going to do that. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to fulfill all the, all the orders, you know, have them all sent out before there's another Kickstarter. Okay, cool. That's that. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good thing to do, just to make yeah, sure. We we are... might have like the pre-launch page up for people to follow beforehand, but the campaign right. definitely won't be launched before the previous right. one is fulfilled. Yeah. Cool. Well, once again, th thanks so much, Dylan, for coming back on, and I'm really looking forward to what to following along your. Um, my issue number one and seeing how the Kickstarter goes and seeing how many, how many stretch goals you hit. So, yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's fun to be here. It's, I, yeah. I can, uh, I can now confidently say it's always fun to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's always fun to talk to you. So it's always fun to hear more about Mara. So thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, looking forward to the next one. And the one after that, you know, we got we got ten of these things coming. That's right. right. Yep, we got ten oh. of them. <laughs> oh, oh.
Everything's back. Am I back? You're back, just like that. All right, let's. Yeah, yeah. I heard the wind howl, and then I got booted off. So that. Oh was- wow. <laughs> That's good. This is this is this makes it exciting. Then we I'll be able to edit it after. It was, it was very. Uh, it was very thematically appropriate. Yeah. <laughs>